Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts and I'm here with my co-host Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hi, Kate. (laughs) Uh, And today we're here with Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Kate. Hi, Wynne. So nice to see you both. So, um, yeah, Melissa, I know you've heard a bunch of our shows, and so we love to kind of put it to the guest that we're with and, and ask you, what would you love for the audience to know about you right now? Yes, I, I, I should have prepared for this because I have listened so many times. Yeah, we <laughs> but, love not prepared. <laughs> yeah, but as you ask me that question, what comes to me is to share that I have lived a life of um, a lot of outward success, a lot of things that look really good on the outside, and at the same time, a life of... Um, extreme anxiety, a lot of depression, a ton of insecurity. And so that has, that has been a life um, that always felt a little bit out of whack to me. And I couldn't quite figure out why, you know? And so I would continually try and make the outside better, whatever better was. And everything looked like it could be better. The job, the house, my hair, truly. And um, my husband, of course, my husband, right? What really woke me up was when I had my daughter, who I dislove more than I could ever express. And when I thought that she needed to be better, that was the wake up for me. And it was, It was such a gift because I truly saw that it wasn't about the outside, Mm -hmm. truly. And by way of unknown, I got introduced to... um, something that I didn't understand at all, but felt called to from a deep, a deep calling from within. Um, and I, I got 
to see? I got to see. With a, with a capital S, got to see that. Well, I feel like I, I, I put a new pair of glasses on for the first time, actually. That helped me to see just a little bit more clearly where the anxiety, the more, more, more depression, not enoughness came from. And the glasses showed me that that all came and comes from my thoughts all of it and that was such a relief and it also sent me on a journey of really wanting to deepen in understanding that more and not understanding from an analytical intellectual way. And that's how I've always understood things in the past, but from a place that felt deeper, a place that felt like home. And in um, this place, which I, I feel it in the moment talking with both of you, um, it feels like something much bigger than me that's not me, that is connected to everything and everyone. And in this place, there is no anxiety. There is no depression. There is no more better. There is just presence and so in this place I don't have a real introduction of me <laughs> it's it's more of um I don't know I want to say possibility <laughs> um, and, and I just have to say just as I, I listen to myself how different that is for me because I really like to tell people like I had that job and I ran this and I know that and look at me 
you know, that was really my personality. And um, it's just, it's just so different. And um, I, I actually, I actually think that when I have less of that or me in my thinking, like when I'm not thinking about me, I, I, I can have so much more impact. And it's uh, at work, you know, um, at home. And also the capacity to experience um, the full spectrum of emotion. Because um, the other thing that I learned somewhere, a belief that I had was that my negative thinking, negative, because I don't know another word to use, um, that looked really real. And that was to be figured out and solved. Hmm. And quickly. Because if I didn't figure it out, there was some future event that was going to be very bad. And I think problem solving and planning is good in, in life. However, what I learned from a mentor is that um, negative thinking is no different than positive thinking in that it's just thinking. It, it, it doesn't mean one is true and one isn't. And yet I was so gripped by believing the negative thoughts. And so today when I have negative thoughts, which is every other thought that I have, <laughs> maybe I get a break every other thought. <laughs> um, when I remember, oh, right, I don't have to respect that thought any more than I do maybe um, an exciting thought. And the difference um, today is that because I didn't believe the positive thoughts, what I'm calling positive thoughts, I don't know what else to call them, thoughts of possibility, right? Things that maybe make me excited, right? Things that I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. I didn't take action on those because I thought they were um, unicorn. Mm. You know, those, that's not going to happen. Focus, focus on reality here, Melissa. Get to business. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't take action on things of possibility and excitement and things in my heart as much, the positive things, because I was really always focused on solving these negative thought problems, which really looked like a good idea at the time. And so to be open to the possibility that both our thoughts 
and it is possible for anything to happen in the unknown, in the possibility. It, it is, I am taking more action in things that have a, a, have a, a specific feeling attached with it. For example, I got an email from my friend Wynne yesterday. Uh, yes, you did. And my friend said, hey, do you want to do the podcast, you know, today? My first thought was, hell no. <laughs> I got nothing to share. I got zip, nada, right? But then what happened was I thought, oh, that's an interesting thought you just had. Is that even true? You have nothing to share? Really? And um, so the, the next thought I had was, how about you just show up and share what you do know? What about that? And so these two thoughts, right, at the same time. And in the past, I would have believed the one to be true, you have nothing to share, right? But I gave that less respect. And I listened to this thought was like, well, maybe just share what you know. And I thought, why not? So just to give a little bit more respect to the possibility here, as opposed to believing this one, right? This one felt heavy and closed. This one felt a little exciting, a little bit, um, unknown, actually very unknown. This one felt known, unknown possibility. So to be able to take a teeny little step into the unknown and the possibility for me, that is new behavior. And um, I think that's an example of this, this, this past year for, for me stepping into unknown. I think we've all been in the unknown. It sounds, I think it sounds like, um, it sounds trivial for me to say that I've been in the unknown. I think everyone's been in the unknown, but my, my experience has been um, taking more steps toward the possibility of not paying as much attention to these, these uh, fear thoughts. You know, a mentor said to me, fear is like, I hope I can use this word, fear is like a whore that comes to visit, right? And it really seems like a good idea <laughs> to go with this whore. She's attractive, you know, like got a lot going on, but it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> So like fear has been my whore for a long time <laughs> and I've hung out with her, you know? So it's like today, I just don't want to hang out with that um, person, the whore, not a real person, you know, and I really want to hang out maybe more with um, the unknown. And so taking steps into the unknown this past year, one of them was an idea that, hey, I'd really like to move to New York from LA. And that sounded like a really bad idea in the middle of a pandemic. And it 
by all means was crazy, right? From, you know, just, just the amount of change, logistics, um, all that, but we did it. And we only had a place for one month and we didn't know what was gonna happen after that. And my husband said, Melissa, we really, we really need a plan. We really need a plan. And I, and I, and I kept just checking in with this thing that felt greater than me. And I heard this really small, quiet knowing that really gave me a sense of comfort with not knowing what was going to be next. And three days before that month was up, three days, it, it, it showed itself what the next step was. And when the next step showed up, it looked really squirrely. There was a place available for rent, but there were 12 other people physically in line in front of the house, physically in line for a house rental. And then I thought, this isn't going to work. This is, what am I doing? This is insane. Let's just go back to California. But there was again, this feeling There's no other way for me to describe it other than just a knowing that it was going to be okay. And just to take the, just to take the next step. And so we met with this woman, you know, we were literally the last people in the house that you met with. And um, I just told her the truth of why we wanted to be here. And she said, I want you guys to have the house. It just, she goes, I, I can't explain it. It just feels right. And I thought, holy shit. Holy shit. How did that happen? Mm. How did that happen? And it wasn't me that made that happen. All I did was listen, trust, and take a little baby step. And um, that's what I'm doing today because right before we got on the call, like I shared, I literally got a call from our attorney telling us that the contract for the house that we bought might fall through. And um, I just think that would have sent me off to a very, very, very bad place in the past. Well, I know it would have. And yes, I want it. I want it to work out. I really want it to. I guess, I guess it's knowing that all of that spin that I've done in the past, all of the cycling in my head about 
making something happen or fixing something. It has not served me. And it has not served the people around me either. So knowing where my experience comes from is not about whether the house goes through or not. It gives me a lot of peace. In listening to you, Melissa, share that, which was beautiful. In my mind, it might be three things to kind of, that to me seem noteworthy. And I wonder if I'll remember all three. So let's see. The first one was when you realized that it, it wasn't your husband, it wasn't your daughter, and it wasn't your hair. Well, maybe my hair, but... <laughs> but when you realize that that was thought created reality as opposed to external stuff reality Mm. even though the hair grows out of our head (laughs) which you came back to later on about wayne and where our experience comes from that it's it's coming this way from us to how we experience the world and life itself and everything in it And then to notice that it seemed like a good idea that these thoughts, the heavy thoughts, the thoughts that needed fixing because they felt heavy would prevent bad things from happening in the future. To then noticing, wait a minute, they're no different in their essence from another thought. And I remember very vividly realizing for myself that I had more respect for worry thoughts than I did daydream thoughts. And I went, isn't that interesting? How did I decide that? And then the third thing that really spoke to me is about you seeing that it's not on you. And to me, they're they're three really big things in my mind. So my question is for anyone listening, What did you see in those new pair of glasses that helped those three things seem really real and true that going back to something else that you said that that was something to trust in as opposed to something to debate with? Mm. Mm. When you say that, Wim, there's a feeling that um, comes up for me the feeling with the new glasses is I feel more peaceful. When I think that something on the outside needs to change, again, which I do every single day, the feeling I have is one of pushing, fixing, and there's a, um, there's like this fists up kind of feeling I have in my body, like, okay, let's go get it. I feel aggressive. Uh, I've been called an alpha, right? It's like that kind of energy. Um, Like, even as I'm saying that now, like I'm starting to feel adrenaline in my body. I'm like, yeah, I'll kill someone. Let's fix it. Right? Like I feel it. Like I really feel it in my body. And that's where I've lived most of my life. 
And when I talked about getting really, really sick, that's what happened for me. I lived in adrenaline. I pushed so hard all the time because I thought I needed to. And my body gave out. I, my body physically gave out until it could not push anymore. Um, so that's the feeling of fixing, pushing. I feel it in my body. The other, um, with the glasses on, when I remember, because I also forget all the time, all the time. It's a very different feeling in my body. It's a feeling of quiet. It's a feeling of, just for me, softness. It's a feeling of, and I actually hate this word, but it's a feeling of surrender. And I feel it right now as we're saying, like I just, I feel like there's like this warmth that's just like coming over my body as I look in that direction. I'm one of these people that um, I feel strongly. I don't know if this is a belief, but I'm Italian and I'm very passionate. So I feel visceral difference to the feelings. And yet this feeling over here, which is the feeling of pushing, driving, that is still a go-to for me. Still a go-to until I remember. And when I remember, I recognize that the pushing, striving, driving got me to a place in my life that wasn't, wasn't good for me mm. or the people around me who I really thought I was helping. And I don't think I was. So to, to why, why I believe Sometimes, that's the truth, why I believe sometimes that this new pair of glasses has credibility for me is because I have case studies and proof now. That's how my brain thinks, right? Like, I like case studies. I like proof is in the pudding. And I have actual life experiences now that I can look to that prove to me where my experiences come from. Proof. Doesn't mean I don't get gripped by my thought. I do every single day. And then I remember, and then I forget. Yeah. I think you've just, in, in my mind, articulated superbly a way of describing the difference between the, a good idea that, hey, the universe has got your back or God has got your back or whatever else we might believe in has got our back 
or anything else that seemed like a really nice idea. Mm. It's a nice idea until we see the proof of things and the truth of things and the case study evidence that we see inside. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's not just a good idea. There's truth there. Mm -hmm. That shifts things. Mm -hmm. So anyone listening who's thinking, well, this just sounds nice. The three of us, Having, you know, I, I, I don't want to be presumptuous about the two of you, but I know enough, I think, about the two of you and myself too, to know that we've just hung out and kept looking and then kept seeing something and then kept bumping up against something that became more and more visibly true. And all it is, in my mind, what really helped me was I kept having an open mind and kept looking. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then the case studies were really evident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's just one thing I want to add, as you said, that it popped into my head. What I used to do, I call it dumpster diving. So I would have a thought, right? A negative thought. And then I would jump in that dumpster of that negative thought and I'd look for more negative thoughts. And then I would just be in the dumpster under all of these negative thoughts, wondering why I wasn't feeling good. Because <laughs> I was literally jumping in the dumpster of all my negative thoughts, thinking I was actually solving a problem by looking at all of them. Yeah. And so now when I jump in the dumpster, which I do, <laughs> I realize it doesn't feel good in there. So maybe I can look outside the dumpster and maybe there's something else outside the dumpster, like maybe a patch of grass or something. Or something to hold yourself down with, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, I think that there's this perfection to the whole process that sometimes I think we miss. And, you know, we've been doing something a certain way for so long. You know, that when somebody shows up or you read something or you watch somebody who's doing it a different way, you know, if they came up to you and they're like, yeah, Melissa, there's actually this way of living where all you have to do is just show up. You can just, you know, the intellect do its thing, but you don't have to go that way. You can actually just show up and dance with life in a way that feels like effortless. Most people would be like, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, fun with that, right? I'm good. But it's the experiencing that it makes it visceral in our bodies and our minds and makes it come alive in a way that we as human beings were here to experience. And that's when things start to really shift and become real for us 
And so it's almost like those beautiful people that come into our lives that open us up to the possibility or just mention it or are living it and we see it. They're the example of what's possible. And it speaks to a truth that might be really quiet, like you said. But it's the little by little experiencing it makes it real for us I think mm. and we're supposed to dance with life in that way and that's what changes us at a fundamental level as opposed to you know intellectually mm. so it's like this beautiful forgetting remembering forgetting remembering that But in itself is so is so perfect. And I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you, Melissa. Mm-hmm. The metaphor that just came into my mind now was why would we look in the dumpster when the fridge always has fresh and it's always renewing? And yet we get a, a whiff of garbage and dumpster and we just follow that as opposed to, wait a minute, there's this other way, which is always fresh and nutritious. Thank you. You've been listening to this week's Under the Noise with Melissa, with Kate Roberts, and with me, Wynne Morgan. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you want to have, uh, if you want us to talk about anything specifically, just drop me or Kate a message and we'll get back to you. One more time, Melissa. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.